Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Go, go, go. <laughs> All right, here's Ted. <laughs> Ted Nugent, how are you, sir? I'm doing so good, stupid. How are you guys doing? <laughs> uh, pretty pretty stupid as well. It's great to talk to you again, and uh, only this time under uh, not great circumstances. We were just discussing the situation we have here in Landsbrook and Palm Harbor, which Ted has uh, lent his celebrity to, which draws attention to things where these animals are being shot with bow, bow and arrows and uh, not by hunters. I, now, Ted, would you not assume, I, I assume that this is just some stupid kid. Yeah, I'm pretty conclusive in that assumption. Yeah, it's got to be some dirtbag, probably stone, some uh, crazed, you know, drug-addled hippie that thinks he's playing Robin Hood. Yeah, that kind of I mean, I, I don't know if I thought. I was thinking maybe just a, a kid who bought a bow and arrow at Walmart and thinks he's going to try and be a novice hunter. I mean, it doesn't – obviously, if it's, a, if it's an adult, it's somebody who's deranged and who's only interested in hurting animals. But I, I, would, I would think – I was watching the news stories that it's just probably somebody who thinks that they can – I live in an area of, of uh, Tampa – that I have a, a ton of deer on my property every day. I wouldn't, I wouldn't hurt them. This is not a hunting environment. It's good for my kids to see them. But uh, if I were to try and shoot them as a non-hunter, I'd probably do the same thing, put one in the leg, put one in the neck, because I don't know how to do that stuff, and I'm just assuming it's some novice idiot. Well, and again, you got to be very careful. The, the term hunter should never even enter this conversation because there's this vandal has nothing to do with hunting. I mean, the hunters regulate ourselves based on sustained yield and the population dynamics of the animal, and we dedicate ourselves to a samurai excellence so that we kill cleanly and humanely. This is strictly a vandal act. This is this is like a, a drunk driver smashing into a tree in a rental car, comparing it to NASCAR. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nothing to do with hunting. Yes. And not only that, but it is it is a crossbow, and a crossbow is a great weapon. It's legal in most states uh, because it's an effective killing tool. We harvest the surplus animals with, you know, rifles and shotguns and handguns and black powder and bows and arrows and old-fashioned bows and crossbows. So it's all legitimate because this surplus deer or elk or pronghorn antelope, whatever it is, it has to be harvested to make room for next year's production, except that the Florida uh, Game Commission, the Florida uh, DNR, whatever the designation is, they do a great job in managing the deer. They do a horrible job uh, in mismanaging the black bear, but that's a different conversation. Mm. But this this is a vandal act. This guy is just a punk, and it is a crossbow because those aren't arrows. They're too short to be from a normal bow. They're they're from a crossbow. You can tell there's no hunting uh, consideration because they all have target points on them. This guy, whoever is doing this, is just a mean, rotten punk, and he's got to be caught and held accountable. Yeah, and uh, so much that Ted has offered a $5,000 reward of his own money. I believe there's an additional $2,500 on top of that. Uh, I, I was saying, I, if I'm assuming... I don't know, but I'm assuming it's a teenager, and if it is, if I'm the parent of that teenager, first of all, I'm furious at the kid, and also I'm going to probably destroy that crossbow so that nobody ever finds out about it. I mean, have they had any leads on anything? Because I read the story last week, and then uh, we were fortunate enough to have you on the show today. Have you heard any updates on anything? I have not, but, you know, I think 
the the fact that you and I are talking about it and that you're reflecting the truth, logic, and common sense response to such a vandal crime, um, it's uh, ubiquitous. There's just concerned families and, and citizens that are angered by such a mean-spirited cruelty towards animals. I think everybody with a conscience and a heart and soul condemns this act, and we're looking into it. So I hope the... Uh, the residents down there, they push hard. We need to find who this is because if this person is able to be that cruel to animals, um, sure. I think historically uh, we know the next step, and that's just a dangerous human being. we got to nip it in the bud. Yeah, we, we were saying that before the show. If this is not a kid and this is an adult or somebody who's uh, doing this, the, the next step is serial killer for them. This is usually somebody who has no feelings when they're hurting some uh, something and that's alive like that. Especially, I mean, how could you put a uh, an arrow into the belly of a of a baby deer? Well, let, let's talk about the the bigger picture. I, you know, I'm 73 years clean and sober, so I take my hunting seriously. I take my gift of life seriously. I take good over evil seriously. Let's talk about the other side of this coin, and that is in these certain jurisdictions where there is a an irresponsible overpopulation of deer. They have got to open the season in those areas. It's nice to see a lot of deer, but when there's too many deer, you got the danger of tick infestation. They're being slaughtered on the roads every day. And for all of our anger and concern of this vandalism and, and, and harming animals with a crossbow out of season illegally, the same anger should be leveled at the fact there's no season to keep these animals in check so that they're not being slaughtered on the road. I think we should be just as angry when somebody smashes them. And I think it's almost a daily occurrence. They smash them with cars because they're overpopulated. These jurisdictions, whether they're urban or suburban, you need to open the deer season. It's been proven all across America that in areas where there's no hunting, the carnage on the road, the, the danger to humans, the, yeah. the insurance outrage. So we, we need to address both sides of this. Number one, if there's no hunting allowed in this area, they should open the season in a legitimate, regulated way so that these deer are in a balanced environment and they don't pose a threat to people or disease. But that has nothing to do with the fact that this punk is just being cruel and uh, committing a vandalism crime. So those are two points I'd like to make. I'd like to see the citizens of Florida demand a bear season. Bears are dangerously overpopulated in Florida. They're being they're being hit by cars on Immokalee and 41. That's yeah. not bear habitat. They're being <laughs> run into uh, non-habitat because they're overpopulated. And some animal rights goofball thinks that the bears are a cartoon and they they regulate Bambi and Boo Boo. So we've got a lot of uh, a lot of concerns down there. But number one, we need to find this criminal, this vandal, and hold him accountable. We also have to have the Florida Wildlife Commission uh, open the bear season statewide to get the bear under control so they're an asset not a liability and same with these no hunting zones those deer should be an asset not a liability and right now if a, if a big game animal is not hunted responsibly it's a liability it should be an asset my, my i have a question as a as a complete novice to this uh the area that the, the the vandalism is happening here with this deer is is called landsbrook it's in palm harbor and over the past 10 years or so 
the the construction over there has gone up so greatly that their environment for the deer has completely shrunk to the point that, like, especially the area where I live in now, I see deer all the time uh, because they don't have much of a woods to live in in this in this particular area. How do you balance How do you balance that? I mean, I, I think that they're seeing more deer on their property because they have no, you know, and this guy has access to the deer because they have nowhere to go. Bingo. Let me guess. You uh, studied science as a young man. <laughs> yeah, the science, the pure science on planet Earth is carrying capacity of the habitat. And as that carrying capacity, the, the ability of that habitat to support X number of animals, as it's reduced, the animals have to be reduced. That's why you don't have any cougars in your backyard. Well, actually, that's not why, because yeah. they adapt. They can adapt to a they can adapt to a bush and a drainage, so there's going to be constant production of that wildlife. So it has to be utilized in a responsible manner. And it, and I got to tell you, there are more deer, more cougars, more bear, more turkey, more more geese than ever in recorded history right now in North America because hunters regulate it based on sound science, which you just articulated quite clearly. So that season, and, and if they can do it in Newark, New Jersey, and in Long Island, and open up a legitimate regulated archery season so these animals can be kept in check, once again, to minimize disease spread and to reduce the slaughter on the road, which once again isn't just inconvenient, but it hurts these animals and it jeopardizes human conditions as well. So I'd like to push for the uh, Florida conservation community, you know, sportsmen and, and, and the game department to begin to look at these shrinking habitats and open a legitimate urban season so these deer and the venison can be utilized with respect instead of just waiting for somebody to smash them with their Buick. Yeah, and it's not a, it's not a joke. I mean, uh, my wife, when she was a, a teenager, hit a deer with a car, destroyed a car. It poses a huge threat to humans because when you hit a deer with your car, it does... It does not only the damage, but it come through your windshield. I mean, it's very dangerous. And and like you said, even if you don't care about the deer, you're looking at uh, insurance for your for your vehicles going up greatly because of the problem. So it's certainly something that needs to be addressed. Uh, I, I love I love uh, when people always write you off a lot of times. Oh, Ted, crazy Ted, the hunter. But the truth is, when you hear you talk about it, you understand that you have that great respect for the environment. And uh, and as you said, the, the killing with the precision of a samurai, I think, is beautiful. Uh, uh, but the, the, it's the education there that helps. I mean, I don't really know a lot about the situation. All I know is I want whoever's hurting the deer to be caught or at least for it to stop at the end. So I appreciate you lending your celebrity and your knowledge to this to get attention to it. Well, thank you for that because we care. I'm just a goofy guitar player, but I care. And uh, I've taught my children, my grandchildren, everybody in my life cares. You guys sound like you really care. So I use the term, the Aboriginal Native American term, blood brothers. We revere the wildlife. The wildlife is the source of the great spirit in our lives. And that really is a battle cry in the conservation community, hunting, fishing, trapping. It's about connecting with God's miraculous, renewable creation and utilizing the productivity therein with respect and reverence. And that's really what the hunting lifestyle represents. And this vandal has nothing to do with that. Yeah, there's a big difference between somebody in their backyard trying to be a punk and somebody who's going out there and being a responsible hunter. Uh, I thought it was also very nice of you to uh, donate uh, some of your money. I mean, uh, the, the larger the reward goes, you'll see more people start talking to try and find out who's doing the crime. Yeah, you know, it's important. In this world here, it is 2021, and there's just treachery all around. That's that's another uh, 
pursuit of conversation because things are really ugly in this world. So uh, all politics are local, and I think that people are speaking out about this vandalism and this cruelty to animals is an indicator that people are involved and connected and engaged in this sacred experiment in self-government. So let's start by you know protecting the wildlife with some sense of uh, empathy and, 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 and sincerity, and then let's pursue some of the other engineered recidivism out there that is uh, plaguing our communities and our culture right now. So thank you for uh, voicing these concerns, and thank you for inviting me to chime in with you. Uh, listen, it's always good to talk to you, the great uh, Ted Nugent. Are you are you going out on the road? Are you doing any more touring? Are you are you uh, COVID and fears? What's the deal with that? Uh, well, you know, I'm I'm cocked, locked, and ready to rock the Glock around the clock, Doc. I'm having so much fun with my music right now. I just recorded the most fun, outrageous, ferocious, intense rhythm and blues rock and roll album of my life. It's Ted Nugent, Detroit Muscle. I'm going to a local uh, uh, a hall, a Tucker Hall, and doing a Ted Nugent greasy speakeasy, old-school VFW rock and roll get-down oh, here in Waco, Texas, where we live. And then I'm going up to Michigan and try to continue that. But our uh, tour last year and this year was shut down by the Chinese communists, uh, which are in the White House right now. And uh, and, uh, so so I'm not going to force people to wear a mask because I actually adhere to the science that masks don't work. If you don't get that, call 1-800-NUMNUT, and Michael Moore will explain personal hygiene is superfluous. Um, so, So there's a lot going on. So I'm getting ready for the best hunting season of my life. I'm doing some great work with some children's charities. I hope people go to uh, fullcircleprogram.com, fullcircleprogram.com, a wonderful youth-oriented charity that are saving lives with this this intentional importation of fentanyl and the open border that is bringing just death to America right now, fullcircleprogram.com. And if people really want to make sure that wildlife is managed and regulated with some sense of decency, they should go to hunternation.org, hunternation.org. So I'm involved in a lot of stuff, but I'm a grandpa. Now I'm teaching my kids, my grandkids to aim small, miss small, and how to, how venison is perfect. And uh, so life is good in my, uh, once I get my gate closed behind me, the world is perfect. I'm keeping it that way. Well, I, I got to tell you, I'm glad you're still going out and making music because uh, you clearly have a lot of energy left in you and to still do it. Carmen, you should be, your dad should be excited he's going to Michigan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Car, Car, Carmen is Hi. a young lady on our show who has been, uh, I'd say, haunted by your music because her dad would crank it while he was working out in the basement. <laughs> he, so what's that, Carmen? He would lo- he would wake up at 6 in the morning on Sunday and just blare cat scratch fever as loud as he could while he rode his stationary bike. Damn right. And that's how I woke up every Sunday. Which is why he should be father of the year every year. You know, everywhere I go, whether it's a restaurant or a gas station, everybody comes up and goes, my grandpa's a big fan of yours. <laughs> uh, well, listen, I appreciate you uh, getting up and being on the show today. And uh, let's ser- let's be- put a serious look out in Palm Harbor. Somebody knows something. Somebody knows who's doing this. And uh, there is a reward for it. Even if you're not a kind-hearted human being and you're just a greedy son of a bitch, at least take the uh, 70 five hundred dollars or so of reward money but let's stop these deer from being tortured in the area again uh, ted nugent thank you so much for joining us and uh, lending your celebrity to this let's draw attention and let's get it to stop i appreciate you being on the show
Yeah, good stuff, guys. Thank you very much. God bless America. Thank you. Have a great day. Love there you. you go. Ted Nugent. I, I love Ted Nugent. I love anybody that's so opinionated. It doesn't have to agree with anything, everything you say, but just listen to somebody. He's so much fun to hear and talk. He's, uh, he's know, an he, intelligent guy, whether you oh, yeah. like what he's saying yeah. or not. He's an intelligent guy. Yeah, yeah. but I, I admire people's dedication to their to their belief like he he is this is what i think i don't care you're an idiot if you don't agree with me like he's one of those people it makes me i find him to be amusing um and uh and i learned a lot about hearing him we've talked to him a lot on the show uh over the years but about hunting i'm not a i'm not a hunter to the point where i've ne- i've only done it once but i would like to do it again i would like to learn from somebody and he does it the right way i mean he follows all the rules and he is doing it not only for so he can go out there and kill stuff. He's doing it for the environment, and he uh, he's right about the bears. He's right about the deer. And, um, you know, I don't even mind that he called me stupid in a roundabout way. <laughs> but, I mean, that's uh, yeah, he that was a smart. legitimate. He said he yeah. took science. Yeah. There's a legitimate question that I had is, uh, you know, as that as that environment shrinks, what do you do? I mean, I know you can, but that was my question, is I know you could increase the hunting to, to lower the population, but... Are you doing it in Landsbrook? Are you doing it in Palm Harbor? And he said, look, if you could do it in Newark and you could do it in Long Island, you could do it anywhere. Yeah. I don't know that I necessarily, uh, you know, I'm going to see people in Palm Harbor and tree stands, but you never, you never know <laughs> yeah. how it's going to work out. But uh, bottom line, though, is uh, the the truth is somebody is out there torturing those animals and that needs to stop. I would think, I'm and again, I'm guessing, but uh, with all the attention drawn to it, whoever was doing it is probably like, nope, not me, never right. doing yeah. it again, which is enough. If uh, if at least stops, I think that's the that's the absolute goal to make sure that the animals are protected from now on. And if not, if it keeps happening again, then obviously this person needs to be found. They probably got mental issues, and they need to be prosecuted. So, and if you know, if you if it's your neighbor and you're like, ah, it's my neighbor, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. You know, Ten grand makes a difference. Seventy five hundred or seventy eight hundred, whatever it is, that'll certainly make a difference. Five grand of Ted Nugent's uh, money. So, right. what, do you, what do you think he's worth over the year? Uh, I would I, say he's around ten. Thirty million. T- I'd say ten, fifteen. Somewhere I looked there. it up. I know. What is it? Ten grand. Ten million. Ten million. That's it. What it says. Well, but think about it. That's it. He's been famous for a long time. Yeah. So he's had that money for a long time. So it's not like it's only ten million. It's been that much at least for you know what forty, fifty years now. And I bet he owns a ridiculous amount of land. Oh yeah. Sure. Can you look up Kenny Loggins' net worth? Sure. Kenny Loggins. I always think of. That's gonna be a lot more. We talked to him on the show, and I said to him, I said, "You must be so rich." And he goes, "Why?" I go, "Oh, all those songs. Yeah." All those hits, all those movie things. And he's like, yeah, but what you don't know is I've been married and divorced three times. I'm lost uh, right. So I, I don't know. You want to guess? I, look, without the marriage, I would have said $50 million. Okay. I'll go but, 75. But then the marriages and all that stuff and the divorce, maybe $20 million? $20 million. Anybody else? Uh, I'll go lower. I'll go 15 12. says here, oh, Carmen, 12? 12. 12. says here, Kenny Loggins. Sixteen million. Yeah, yeah see, he got raped on the, on yeah. the divorce. Yeah, so it probably Loggins. was fifty at one point. Oh, yeah. I bet Mrs. Loggins is just loaded. Oh. Holy what about cow. Messina? How much is Messina worth? No, he's not. <laughs> Seven. Yeah. That guy. That guy must be so mad. Right? Oh yeah. We got a good thing going, Kenny. <laughs> just, let's just never break up, okay? Who's matter, him or the rest of No Doubt? Oh my God! Uh, or Andrew Ridgely, or Maroon Four. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All right, before we go to break, I want to tell you about my friends at Super Heat and Air. If your house is not as cold as it should be, you need to call them today. Superheatandair.com, 813-940-5571. Your best bet to go to their website, superheatandair.com. You can request service right there online. And if you need a new unit, if you are like, ah, we need a new unit, but the money right now and the pandemic, no interest. No payments for 18 months with approved credit. All you need to do is call them and apply today. No interest and no payments for over a year, for 18 months. And you'll have Superheat and Air come out today and install a new unit for you, and you won't have to pay for it. Zero percent interest, complete AC installation for less than $49 a month with approved credit. And if you need a tune-up, let them do that for you as well. $39.99 tune-up. It's a 35-point AC maintenance special. They do it probably twice a year or so on your unit. Make sure you're running a tip-top shape. Because if you're not and your unit's working extra harder, it's only going to drive up your electric bill. So have them come on out and do the $40 tune-up for you and make sure your units are in shape for the summer, for the winter, and right now, as hot as it is outside, to keep it as cold as you can inside your home. Superheatandair.com. Give them a call and tell them Mike Cal to send you. We will take a quick break. It is 102.5 The Bone. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.